Okay, we're going to get started. We're going to be talking about future goals, plans for personal, business, uh, job, whatever it might be. But um, yeah. yeah, we might just be talking this episode again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we may be talking about goals for ten minutes, and then, and then, and then just veer off. you might think we injected ourselves with something. But yeah. So yeah, yeah. Um, what are some future goals for you? What's your plan after school? Yeah, so um, I mean, once I'm out of school, I'm gonna start a pretty heavy steroid cycle. No, I'm just kidding. And go win the Olympia. You probably year. will. <laughs> no, um, I don't know. I don't know, man. Honestly, I have like a lot of stuff that I'm interested in. So I feel like my biggest move is probably just to graduate and just try as many things as I can. What are so, uh, some of those things you're interested in? Even, I mean, um, even if you ramble them off, what are they? Honestly, dude, I'm interested in like a lot of stuff. Like a lot, a lot of stuff. Like so, so, so vast that I don't know how to exactly like narrow it down. Like, yeah. um, I like, uh, I, I like a ton of stuff in the world of psychology, obviously. That's what I go to school for. Um, I like anything that would allow me to be like a clinician, therapist, something like that. But I also like like the business side of psychology. Um, I like, um, data analytics. I like just, I like a lot of stuff. Um, so I don't know if I want to focus myself in research, but I want to try to be a data analyst, um, or, yeah, I mean, I guess I, I guess another thing is like, I just, I've never lived life outside of having school for yeah. nearly, you know, 12 and now 17 years, 16, 17 years. So to think that I haven't had one year off where I could just venture and do anything that I wanted to is kind of a, in my mind, it tells me I should take time off and not only just a year, but like, as long as I want to take off, I'm just going to take off. And you may find stuff. something you really enjoy during that time and yeah, never I, go back to school. Yeah, and I think I may, like, I'm going to try to do personal training. I'm going to try to get a nutritionist and personal training certificate. I'm going to try to get maybe a certificate for data analytics just to learn some more, like, software and stuff. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to, like, you know, if I end up not liking either of those after my trial runs of trying them, um, maybe even, like, I'll try a real estate license because it's it's also another easy license to get and you can mm-hmm. just try it. But I, I think my big goal after college is just to like experience more stuff because it's really hard. I mean, a lot of people say you should get a, a well-rounded amount of experiences in college. It's like the only experience most people get in college that is like well-rounded is like, I mean, at least from my perspective, thinking about like a psychology student and stuff, it's just like mainly just attending classes and getting a bunch of different types of classes and maybe doing research assisting like I've been doing for two or three years. Yeah. And even then, like I, I realized something very important. Like that, that's why I'm so vastly interested in so many things now is that over the last two or three years, I've been doing research with like professors and stuff. Like I do stuff like cognitive neuroscience, developmental psychology. Um, I've done some social psychology. Like I've done quite a bit of stuff stuff. in psychology. And what I learned is that during the process, I loved it all. Like I really liked doing the findings. I loved doing the data, all that stuff, presenting. But it's kind of weird to think that you may do something for three years and love it for two and a half of the years. And then when you get to your third year, you may realize that like that thing is not so interesting to you anymore. And like maybe it took three years to find out that that thing was not exactly all you wanted to dedicate your life to. Mm-hmm. Especially because along the way, not only because you learn that through doing the thing, but also because you have all these outside you know, information pieces that you're gathering along the way. Like you're learning about all these other opportunities and what else you can do. So, I mean... At the end of three years of doing research, I mean, I've built a pretty good resume and I can show people like, yeah, I know how to analyze data and do this and blah, 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 blah. But, and I can present pretty proficiently because I have like three or four, five, six in-person presentations that I've done. And so, um, yeah, I just have so many interests that it's hard to think. But I, th- I think what I'm going to do, my plan is like to not really have a plan and just kind of just... yeah. Just gather up as much stuff as I can. Any money I make, just save it and just 
build myself up, you know? I think it's a good... Yeah, and I mean, I even mean, try things that aren't related to that type of stuff, like towards a job, like do some martial arts, try some different training styles, like mm -hmm. don't just stick to powerlifting, maybe try a powerlifting uh, meet or do a bodybuilding show. Just I'm just going to get as many experiences as I feel like I'm fulfilled with, and then if I decide to go back to school, then... I'll go back. Like, if I'm like, wow, I really want to go back to school. I really like to being a student. And I think that there's this certain career path I learned about that I would like to do, but it requires higher level of education. I just go back to school. But if there's something that I absolutely fall in love with that doesn't require me to do that, then I might do that too. But I think that's a good idea. Um, I definitely think you should find, which you will, a main focus, but also yeah. try everything you want too. Yeah, I don't because, think... I mean, that's one thing people. I'm not saying you in general. I'm just saying some people overlook that focus and sometimes being more simplistic towards a goal, you know, and just focus on it. Um, I've really learned that that's helped me. But yeah, and then um, and then I'm also learning though about all kinds of shit on my free time. You know, I'm not just doing one thing, coming home, nothing. You know, I'm I'm learning real estate. I'm becoming a reader. I read a lot more. You know. Um, I do comp CrossFit competitions now, you know, yeah. and it's just different things that keep me happy because you can't just focus on one thing, you know. It's good to have a focus, but it's also good to, to venture out and change things up. And I think it becomes very difficult if you're an independent student that lives on your own and also has to go to work. Yeah. It becomes very difficult to venture outside of your normal routine and stuff mm -hmm. because you're just so locked into like going to work and going to school that there's no time outside of that for you to dedicate to because the time outside of that's used for homework essays etc and yeah. so you don't really ever get to like not even like find yourself like i don't know if i would say even find yourself but just do stuff that you just want to try might as well because you get like you realize that if you overextend yourself while you're in school your grades are going to lack and but if you don't work then your money will lack so you have to do both simultaneously yeah. and eventually along the way you just get caught in like a rhythm of like just like work school work school work school and you never get to like take a you know a 10 hour day of just like i don't know dude just going like fucking shadowing a zookeeper i don't know just like something very <laughs> ab like something very abnormal like well um i heard somebody say uh if, if you have an idea or want to try something, why not try it? Because you can never learn too much. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. What's going to hold you back from success is not doing. Yeah. So if you have a great idea or a new um, hobby or adventure you want to take, take it because the only thing that's going to happen from that is you're going to experience and learn from it. So. Yeah, and then, but in the meantime, like let's say you locked yourself into something. Like I'm in my last semester, so for me to just stop would be kind of like dumb. Yeah, because I could get something to add in my resume and do do that thing I've been building for five years. But um, I just don't think that, I guess, like, I just, I don't think that you can, if you're an independent student and you work close to full time to pay your bills, but you also go to school. I don't think that, for example, people that have normal jobs or people that do normal things, they work through the weekdays, they have the weekends off, they have an entire weekend to not only socialize, relax, blah, 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 but if they decided to use an extra day to go do something they found interesting, they could. But on my side of things, like if I try to do that, I have to neglect my homework or I have to neglect an essay. and. What happens there is that my grades fell, or if I'm not going to work, my money fails. So I, ha I have to keep a system. And so I kind of want to break the system, make some money, but at the same time, just like have that extra time that normal everyday people have too to like try a bunch of stuff. Because I, I also believe this I believe that to become a master of something takes a very long time. I don't think that most people ever master anything that's how long it takes most of the time to master something I so i know. believe honestly that's a debate you know i don't even know if you can master something yeah. ever yeah can you really ever even master something and so that's a question i ask myself too and so i realize instead of mastering things why not just take everything at surface level learn about it and see how much i like it instead of dedicating my time to something that i'm not sure 
is exactly what I want. Especially because grad schools, dude, like, they want you to be, like, specific. Mm-hmm. Like, this one kid said that he went into grad school. He committed to a lab that was literally about um, eating disorders. And then break that down even further. Anorexia. Mm-hmm. And that's all he focuses on. That's his, his entire study world. The, all of his schooling every day is about anorexia. <laughs> get bored. And it's like, I mean, his schooling is more generalized. But the, the thesis he works on and stuff, all anorexia and stuff. So most of his time is spent on one little topic. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, most people that become masters or become very close to masterfully skilled at things have spent 20 oh, to 30 do. years. And I'm not sure that I want to spend 20 to 30 years on something. I'm I'm more sure that I just want to get a very large array of perspectives and, and knowledge. like and knowledge and just try as many things as I yeah. can because then at the I, I always said this to myself I think one of the biggest things about me is that um I wanted to like always if I could live everyone's life like everybody's different lives I would just live them yeah. like if I could somehow just like take my life and just do a bunch of other people's lives plus mine and get all that different perspective, I would do it. Because I think that would be so cool to just grow up on a farm, inherit a farm, and then run a farm for the rest of your life. But at the same time, I think it would be so cool to, like, go to school and be a scholar and, like, do be a therapist or be a doctor or whatever it is. But, um, yeah, just just requires so much, like, masterful skill that it's, like, I should find something that is like really that I really really want to like squeeze all the juice out of that I really feel yeah. like passionate about, and once I find that thing, then if I want to be masterful at it, I can do that. But I think that <clears throat> I think that that's uh, another thing is I think college taught me that. Like I don't think that people that don't go to college don't learn that. I just think that in my way, college taught me that because. It like, it's something that devoured a portion of my life, not in a bad way, in a really good way, a productive way. It kept me productive the whole time. I've always been doing something, but um, it also just like told me at the same time. Even though all this time is being devoured, it's like there's all these other things out there that you mm-hmm. can really try. And that's another thing that like all this technology and internet and social media taught me too. Is like yeah. so many different things. And the weird thing is like this the reason why I think I had this like feeling all of a sudden was that I listened to Joe Rogan in this podcast talk about how he all of his podcasts are about different shit yeah just shit he's just he's just an extremely curious guy Mm -hmm. and everything he does in podcasting is just random shit some of it's about aliens some of it's about blah 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 it's it's so fucking weird it goes all the way to neurobiology to like yeah, it's that Doctor Huberman guy. Yeah, it's like, damn, this is such a well-rounded thing. And Jordan Peterson, then I, I look at someone like Joe Rogan. I'm like, he's a ridiculously curious person, and, and he created something out of it. And he's like, he's fucking like, yeah. very, he's very successful and rich, probably by his own standards, and by many other people's standards. Like, and so it just told me that like my curiosity shouldn't be tamed. My curiosity should be exactly fueled. Like, if you can find almost like a niche and a way to put it out with your own standard and style. Mm-hmm. That's that's how you, you become creative and successful is by making something your your way, you know, different yeah. than everyone else. And, I and think, he does. He's His podcast is way different than everyone else's. You know? Yeah. And, and to not like, not to revisit this, but to revisit my idea about not becoming well-rounded because of college, you become very well-rounded because of college. But you become very well-rounded because you're a student of one thing. But at the same time, they give you a general education, those GE requirements they require everyone to have, that teach you about a bunch of other stuff, which has also made me very curious. And at the same time, they focus you in on one thing. And sometimes that one thing relates to so many other different things. Yeah. That it's like they keep you focused and they keep you productive while you kind of like interact with all these people absorb all this information and like figure it out kind of so i think i did become well-rounded but i just don't think that i became like well-rounded in the way that i in the amount of curiosity i have 
Yeah. Like to me, well rounded would be like having every single human experience in the entire world. <laughs> yeah. Which is like we right it's impossible. Well, that's impossible, but it's like so you could make it more tangible. Yeah. If you just like really just fucked around and just found happiness out of like how much because this is the thing, dude. Monotony and like doing the same thing every day is good. Like discipline and stuff is good. But think about you if you were disciplined, right? You're a disciplined individual who is financially well and like they knew how to plan stuff out. You kept all those things in maintenance, being disciplined and financially well. But at the same time, every single day of your life was different. Like you didn't have to do the same thing every day. Eventually there'd be no monotony. You could just like live interests. Like you could live off of your interests. Yeah. Like Joe Rogan does it every single day. So to tell someone it's not possible to do something different every day or learn about something different every single day is like, we, it's like, it's a weird concept now. Cause it's like, you could, you really could, like you could wake up every day and talk about a different topic or wake up every day oh, and yeah. do something there's different. There's more topics than we have time that I would like to even talk about. To think that there's someone out there that's like a mechanical engineer, but at the same time, probably a psychologist to me, which there probably is someone that is that, those two things. Yeah. Which are totally unrelated. And both very intelligent. And work. he does like those different things every day. So he sees different stuff through the engineering part of him servicing stuff. And, but at the same time, he's a therapist. So he gets to hear about all these people's things. And so his day is different every single day. He never gets bored of this shit because it's like, it's not a job. It's like, yeah. a, it's an interest of like a cold, hard interest. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of like, my plan, I guess I went off on a really big rant, but my plan is to erase my monotony and erase, like, not erase a routine. A routine's very important. It leads to success. And being disciplined is a good thing, too. But I think there's certain things but that But you we, have to break discipline sometimes. There's some things that people need to do, stay disciplined with, in order to regulate them being a good functioning human. Exercise, eating right, taking care of yourself, being helpful. If you're disciplined about that, you're you're regulated physically. If you want to be regulated mentally, discipline is not about routine. Discipline is then about trying it, whatever at the moment that you want to try, you try. Well, I feel like discipline can also be incorporated into uh, new experiences. You know, you don't have to completely eliminate it just yeah. because you're trying new things. Like, I don't know, this is kind of a brief example, but... Say you want to travel uh, to Paris or to Italy. You want to go out of country. But it scares you. Yeah. Well, you can do that, but still, you know, eat healthy while you're there. Work get out. sleep. Work out. It's you're still keeping discipline, but you're experiencing something that something you want to different. Experience. Yeah. And another thing, I think discipline also goes in line with like uh, when something looks hard or something makes you nervous or something makes you scared, you still do it. Like mm-hmm. that's being disciplined is still doing things that yeah, make you nervous you know and so if you're disciplined but just doing things that make you nervous and regulating your physical health as well as your mental health and there's tons of ways you can do both but like but um as long as you do those things i feel like you can get a wide range of experiences yeah, they're not staying in comfort you know, yeah i think my ne- i think my next move is literally erase monotony and just try as many things as i can to become well-rounded enough to where when I pick something, if I ever do, if I never do, I'm fine with that too. But if I do, if I pick something to focus on, I become the best that I possibly can at it. Yeah. Because I just like love it. Or maybe I love two or three things and then just do them all like in a part-time manner or... Or something, yeah. 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 Like it's, I mean, the world is very unlimited right now. Like it's like we can reach people all across the world. We can... It's just so vast, it's weird. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's pretty cool. That's a lot of shit. Yeah. I mean, there's even a ton of opportunity for people at the bottom, too. Like, just small opportunity that could just really lead you into something bigger, mm-hmm. pull you out of a hole or something. Like, if somebody's really finding themselves in a hole and they're 30 years old, maybe Google's doing one of the biggest well the biggest search engine in the world Google that does almost all the AI and algorithms for everything or maybe it could be as simple as just quitting smoking like that could be their experience they need 
yeah. experience without cigarettes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. for real. Yeah, or like, yeah, removing different things or putting in different things yeah. and just like... Or maybe quit drinking. I don't know. Yeah, circulate through things. Like, erase <laughs> habits or add habits or... Yeah, instead of maybe if you're 30, going to the bar, uh, maybe you only go on the weekends, but still. Yeah. Um, you start... I'm trying to think of... You, you start, start doing a Google certificate. Yeah, of or you go, drinking. or even just work out for that hour, for yeah. an hour at night, because most likely the moment you step in the gym, that just for, say you're at the bar for five hours that night. Well, if you go to the gym one hour, you're gonna go to the gym and your mind's probably gonna be like, "Damn, if I drink, I just worked out for no reason," I, mm. you know, that kind of thought. Yeah. And those little thoughts are what push those new habits. Yeah. Or maybe you just go to the gym for five minutes. That's it. But just starting, you know, five minutes every day, that routine gets you in the steps to make it 10. 15, or just like every day you know? challenging yourself to like do something that's way Beneficial. hard, way uncomfortable and like... And it doesn't have to be like, I'm the book I'm reading is explaining, you don't, it doesn't have to be crazy big right away, you know? Like extraordinary, it doesn't have to be like a million dollar gamble You can just do something super small each day because... Most of the time, people try to push for those big leaps, and that's what that's what drives you away yeah. from making that a habit. And people with anxiety, it's so much easier to like do small things and feel very rewarded. Like for example, if you have really bad anxiety one day and you don't want to go out into public because your anxiety is really bad, and you feel like weird, like you feel like you don't want to interact with people, just going out and doing that could be your hard task of the day. Mm-hmm. Like going to a grocery store. Because some people get worried even in grocery stores. Mm-hmm. Like, they get anxiety filled. And I do kind of too because I worked in a grocery store for like four years. So and you attach emotion to, to the grocery, grocery store. store. Yeah. And so some days I don't want to go. And I'll force myself to go because I have to eat. And I'm not going to, yeah, I'm going to be disciplined and not spend money on eating out every single day. So, yeah. and, and eating good. And so it's like, I get a ton of benefits out of that. I get to eat good for the week. I don't have to spend a shit ton of money. And I also stepped out of my comfort zone, did that thing still. Mm-hmm. And like, it's just like, it's weird to think that you making these incremental changes, like even that small is like, it's easier nowadays too. Like, and what I was going to say about the opportunity thing for people who are in a ditch is like, there is a, uh, there's like Google certificates. There's certificates for small things where you can just learn surface level stuff about each thing. Mm-hmm. And you might not be able to just get a job with a Google certificate, but you'll get to learn the base knowledge of it in a compact manner and see if you like something like that and yeah. possibly utilize it to advance yourself. Mm-hmm. And we do we can do it from anywhere at any time and totally asynchronous from the world. But Yeah. That's pretty crazy. It's also crazy, like, I read this article, it's like, people work on different schedules now. Like, because of technology, we could be at home at 10 p.m., 12 a.m., sending emails. Mm-hmm. Because we have a computer at home. Yeah, it doesn't matter, really. Yeah, like, we could be, like, totally clocked out from, like, the real world and just, like, working, you know? That's another thing that the internet does for us very well, it's like... The morning time could be a very productive time because no one is fucking up and you have technology that could let you work from right where you're at. Mm-hmm. You literally walk out of your bedroom yeah. and go sit at a table oh, and just work on yep. shit. But, yeah, I don't know. That's my plans and that's how I feel about that type of stuff. Yeah. Well, that's a good plan. I mean, it's all over the place. Like, I mean, that's fine, though. No, it's good. It's that's good to good. be for someone that's really curious. Don't I think my big advice to someone would be this right now: be disciplined to the 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 amount that you can physically and mentally regulate yourself to where you're happy, but you're also feeling physically well and healthy. But at the same time, if you're an extremely curious person, don't let people people limit you to thinking that you have to focus on one thing for the rest of your life. Yeah. And then live in monotony and not be happy. Yep. If you're not super curious, you know you like one thing, focus on it and do the rest of your life doing it. Mm-hmm. But there's duality there. There's people that are really curious and people that aren't. Yeah. I think um, that's why I, I, I lean, toward, lean so much towards entrepreneurship. Yeah. Um, it's really vast. It's, yeah. I mean, yes, I, I kind of... At this point I'm at right now, I'm 
an entrepreneur and I'm an employee kind of. So, because I have to show up and I have to do the physical work to keep the business going. Plus, yeah. I have to do marketing, um, bookkeeping, you know, finding gross, my gross, my uh, NOI, I think that's right, yeah, all that kind of stuff. Um, but it's so vast and it sounds weird, but sometimes I like the opportunity of when I get done doing the physical part, say I work eight hours a day, I get to come home and work more, but it's texting people back, sending the emails, part, the like... um, making content for social media, you know, it's all different. So I feel like that's kind of why I like it so much and kind of speaking towards that, um, like so, uh, one of my biggest goals right now, or my focus—I don't want to really say goal. Or because, your plan? Yeah, my plan. Because, uh, like I was telling him the other day, goals can sometimes mentally distract you um, because you feel like once you reach that goal, that's all you had in plan. So what do I do next? You know, you feel kind of stuck. Yeah. So if you have like a journey, a plan, I mean, you can only look so far ahead in mm -hmm. the future without you know getting all foggy, jumbled and up and messed up. Um, but Right now, my main focus is to to get into a shop, to get my own facility. I don't know how big it may be. I don't know how small it may be. I don't have those details exactly. Um, my main focus right now is just finding a location, and uh, I kind of I do kind of have a size in mind. I mean, I'd like to f obviously be bigger than what I'm at now, so I can maybe have you know maybe have a wash bay. And then have an area where two more cars can fit, so I can have you know three kind of being worked on at the same time. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I want to have it all open. Obviously, the wash bay would be kind of cut off, so that you know overspray and stuff isn't distracting the employees on the other side. But I also don't know if I want the whole place to be you know air conditioning, heated and cooled for expense parts, um, or if I want to have one certain dedicated room that. You know, has like a door on it, like a, uh, a garage door. Yeah. Inside of the shop to where, you know, it's heated and cooled. Or just cooled because obviously to heat the whole place, that's not terrible. But in the summer, if I can leave the doors open and not worry about air conditioning and have that little room at, at the ideal temperature for coatings and polishing and correcting, um, then I won't be, I won't have that expense, you know. I won't have to worry about that. So that's kind of the focus right now. It's kind of hard. The market's a little saturated right now. With there's not much buildings people buying. Um, I know I may be. I may go to Fredericktown. I mean, I mean, if I go anywhere, it's not gonna be far from Mount Vernon, obviously, because my main uh, my customer group my customer base is in Mount Vernon. Yeah, mainly ninety percent. Yeah, um, I've had some from Newark. I've had some from Columbus, uh, Lexington. Fredertown had it from all around, but you know the main. If if I had a like a, a map, you guys can't see it, and it was plotted points, it would be like all the juice would be in Mount Vernon. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like just plotted. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the goal. And then another like side goal um, would be just I've been trying to work on market and just coming up with creative ideas to stand out a little more. Um, and I've just been reading a lot on marketing and just how you can create your own, basically, I don't even know, like a bubble. Just, you know, what can you add that's significantly, significantly bigger than, or not bigger necessarily, but better than other people? Yeah. Like what makes you, why should people come to you and pay your prices, you know? Yeah. And that's how you become successful because if you can stand out, um, whether that's rev getting more reviews, just adding a little bit different service each time you do it that customers really appreciate, and, um, being more friendly on phone calls and um, making sure people are happy with their work. You know, that, that's all stuff. If you can put that together as, you know, don't focus on one or the other, but you can make it all 100%, mm -hmm. then, I mean, you'll yeah. grow exponentially. And I think another thing that you outlined in the beginning is like you're an employee, but you also own the business. And like, so you're doing like, a, you might do more monotonous work just at this moment. Yes. But what yeah. I want, you're a good example of this, of this thing is like the monotony is not bad if you know that what you're doing is what you love and you don't have curiosities outside of that, that you don't want to venture to. 
the discipline is good when you're building something that's as vast as like for example you took that small niche of detailing and there's tons of vastness to it because there's marketing there's design there's procedures there's steps there's quality yeah. quality control customer satisfaction there's so many different skills to be learned inside of that one thing and so you could become a very masterful person inside of that and if it's something that you love don't be tricked by my spill at the beginning or anyone's spill ever if you love it and you want to dedicate time to it there's still a ton of vastness inside of it but you need to think every day to yourself i think it's more so about not having so much vastness in your life to where you're unfocused but have an, enough to where you know how to venture outside of yeah. your comfort zone like don't get caught in the monotony and just doing this every the same thing every day because everyone does that everyone goes and works from nine to five and and does their job and doesn't worry about all the other pieces but the the people <laughs> the people that really uh stand out are the ones that are doing the extra work and making the extra adjustments yeah like to those smaller things well yeah and to add on to that too another thing about you know if, i mean ever if you're starting a company or a business you Normally, unless you're like, somehow it's, you know, if it's handed down and you're, you're taking over and you're running it, you have to kind of be the one, you have to do everything. But it's important to but, do all of it. Yes. And then eventually you start hiring masters to do that for you. The yeah. things that you can't keep controlling. Because as one person, you can't, you can't control everything. You yeah. Know? And, 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 but what I was going to say about the monotonous part is I know that. In the long run, I'm not going to be detailing for 30 years. I'm eventually I'm going to be managing the company, just supervising you know? and stuff like that. So that that gives me, because honestly, I can't. I don't want to fucking detail for 30 years, to be honest. Yeah. So what I love more about what I'm doing is the business part of it. That's like what you can I love. Scale it, and it's just yes. something that's pretty lucrative right now. And yeah. That's another thing is like some people don't love that exact business that they start with. Most they just love of, business. A lot of successful business guys will say they don't even know anything about what they start. Like Alex Hormozzi, he yeah. doesn't know the yogurt shop thing he owns. Yeah. That's they don't even, crazy. They don't even like it. And they just do it for money. $100 million plus in, in all of his companies. Yeah. It's like, well, acquisition.com does, I think, the most recent video was like $200 million a year. Yeah, in, so in that's insane shop. to think that like someone, and that's the thing is like, Someone can be absolutely obsessed with business, but work at one specific business. Yeah. And eventually that becomes, most business models are replicable across all. Yeah. So if you're really good at doing a detailing business and scaling it up, which may be more differ, difficult to scale than like um, a media business yeah. or something like that. Because media is easy because you can reach everyone from one spot. Mm -hmm. But it might take a little bit less time. But it'll it'll transfer yeah. to there really well. And so like being skillful, like getting your hands on stuff that you're actually curious about, like for example, a detailing business I will no, give you the foundation. Yeah. <clears throat> and I had no I went to school for welding, I mean, in, in construction. Yeah. I, I had You had tons of years where you just kind of felt stuff I did out. all kinds of shit. Yeah. And, and I didn't know anything about detailing and and it's been about a year or two since you've been doing this, and for like for you know hardcore. Yeah, and you have a you have a handful of experiences too. So, don't be misled by the fact that like you shouldn't be monotonous at all. If yeah. the thing that you're doing requires just, you to be monotonous to learn the most, could just be temporary. Yeah, and then you you may scale it so big that you have employees that do all the work for you, and mm -hmm. you just you you might even hire a manager, so you don't even manage that business anymore. You can manage another just one. Just make sure it's running. Yeah, just make sure it's running, get the numbers back from your data guy, and let it go. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, um, that's, that's, a, that's a great example. It's like if you have your head set somewhere and you know there's a ton of knowledge and a ton of reward to be found at the end of all of it, do the monotony a little bit. Another thing, too, I like another thing from Alex Ramosi. Um, he started, you know, with the gyms. Yeah. That's how he got kind of his you know his platform mm -hmm. well he went to school and stuff too before but the cool thing he learned like he studied the people of the people like of the gyms yeah and learned what they want so he started a supplement company which yeah. grew bigger than the gyms and he just started like flip like and then he started gyms flipping around, right? gyms yeah yeah and then he started acquisition.com which helps 
like all service-based businesses grow, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I so think he, so. He basically is doing the same thing, but he added a, a little twist to each one to grow. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So like with detailing one day, once I get established in a shop or maybe a couple locations, maybe I could do a product line. You see yeah. what I'm saying? Um, well, and I have the pressure washing too. I always forget about that. Yeah. So that, and that is going to be... But what I'm saying is you different. have a you have a service based business and that'll transfer into any other no, service based yeah, yeah. business. Yeah. You could start a freaking yogurt restaurant too. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, it's all the fundamentals are all pretty much the, the same. The only difference is the supplies you buy. Plus another thing, dude. If I'm not buying detailing brushes, maybe I have to buy yogurt packets. Plus <laughs> there's, there's, if there's something you don't know how to do, there's somebody that, that you can pay. There's someone that, that you knows. can use as a pawn that knows how to do that. Well, I mean, I pay for my website to exactly. be built. I paid for it to be built, and it's, and it's, I pay for it monthly so that they can keep it updated. No bugs. They they keep me ranked, you know, mm -hmm. locally. And then I have pages for other cities. Would that be cities, or counties? Counties. Yeah. Uh, surrounding counties. I don't rank in those as well. Mm -hmm. But if I pay more, then they they can start ranking. But at the point I'm at right now in winter too, um, which isn't a, an excuse. I'm just. Right now, I started with what I have so I can test them. Because with anybody to build trust, you need to start smaller um, smaller deals or whatever it may be and see if what they say is going to generate the outcomes that you need before you start moving, you know? Yeah. Because um, it's not super cheap uh, to have a website built and stuff. Mm -hmm. So hopefully, I started it now because it takes about eight months, he said, to really start ranking and if high. you don't like it isn't there like a thing? yeah after 12 months if, if i want to drop out i can drop out the website is mine still okay but it's not updated and it's not um ranked consistently on google. you know they it's they don't very, they don't optimized. change keywords and optimize the coding and shit yeah um which i could just transfer it to someone else the website if yeah. i wanted if i could find someone cheaper or something mm -hmm. and they do better which there might be but right now i'm testing it in business that's what I've had to learn. You can come in with as much knowledge as you possibly can on your own to eliminate most of the risk. But some things you just have to try. And um, you may lose a little money. But if you do it correctly, it's not going to be money to where it's going to hurt you. It's not like I'm spending two grand a month to have this website built. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's, it's a number that's not going to hurt me if it does suck. Mm -hmm. But it also can really benefit me. So... Yeah, you got to take the kind of chance right there a little. Yeah, and yeah, the, I mean that's perfect. Yeah, I mean, like like I said, there's a ton of things you can learn inside of one niche. There's nothing wrong with learning a ton of things inside of one niche. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with being uh, entirely curious too, and just trying a bunch of shit until you like land yeah. somewhere the right way. The but, nice thing, if you do want to try a ton of things, yeah, and you have a school background like you you're able to do that because it easier. you always have that degree so you can always fall back to that point yeah but if you're kind of like in my boat or or anyone that well, doesn't go to school you kind of have to if you want to be you kind of really have to focus on one route if you enjoy it if you if you hate it screw it and try something else but keep pushing find something similar i guess and then get in that lane and go 100 you yeah know? and and think that your business will also be a degree at some point yes for example if you have a super successful business that everyone knows about and you're the owner it's like a piece of paper that says i built this business i'm certified to build reputation yeah and then you take out that piece of paper and say but i don't want to do it anymore i want to go over to this you now. could start um for example you could start helping people grow their business yeah if you're if people know that you're a successful business you owner, could integrate them you could create online platforms to sell you know to make for people to make money uh for like people charge for phone calls. Yeah, and to think that if which you go, I don't know if I'd ever do that. I'm not that much of a dick. You could, you could, but and that's a smart idea too. But <laughs> um, <laughs> the other thing is this: you can integrate yourself if you build a business from the ground up and it's decently successful to very successful. It's almost like you have a degree because then it tells everyone you know all of the fundamentals of building a business. So if they see your business is doing really good, you could go over to their business and say, how, how would I not be able to do the same thing for you if I did it for my business? Yeah. It's a service-based business that has these types of uh, routines and structure and plans. 
and they're very similar to one another. Mm -hmm. Let me show you what Give I can do. Give me two months. Come in. Two, take two months data, for free. Analytics. Let's do a little temp thing, and and then you could show them. And then they'll be like, "Holy shit, our fucking it's performance a, went it's up a thousand percent." Yeah, and then crazy. you just take a spot. Yeah, or you could even honestly, if you say it's someone in there, just they don't want to deal with people anymore. They're getting old. You could partnership yourself too. Or you could get probably if you were you had a successful business for forty years and it made. 300 million. I don't know. Just a random number. If you went to um, another random Chase Bank and they needed a, a manager for mm. the branch, you're probably going to get the job if you ran a $300 million business for, 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 sure. for 40 years yeah. without any degree. No, without any degree at all. Mm -hmm. So you're kind of, I didn't even think of it. You get credentials. You do get a lot of credentials for doing things for long periods of time and doing them to a point to where you build something great yeah. out of it. Like, Well, they know you're good with num probably good with numbers if you have 300 million. Yeah. And you're obviously are very efficient with time. Yeah. And you work hard. I mean, it's. And you have the thing about this. The reason why most of our parents, and our parents aren't wrong for doing this, but. The reason why most of them did this and told us to go to college and go to school and stuff is because back when they were doing this, technology was non-existent. It so was it was informational age. It was yeah. very hard for people. When you started a business, your business usually stayed in your town. Yeah. All of your life, it stayed a small business for forever. But yeah. now there's so much scalability to these businesses that somebody could know about Knox Detailing and be in fucking Washington, Seattle. Or, yeah. Seattle, I mean, Washington. like, I already get people from Columbus, which is 50 miles away. But they can see it on Google. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like the reason why, like, that credentializes you. Because it, in some aspects, a college degree would be more versatile if we didn't have a ton of technology. But because we do now, and we can just show people, yeah, I have this business. Yeah, cheap. I'm the owner. Yeah, I reach out to the, all these different states. Like, it's not as versatile. Like, a degree isn't as versatile as a business ownership. If you own a business, it could be very comparable to having a degree. Yeah. It, and on the internet topic, it's it's super cheap now. The bigger businesses, when our parents were young, were big because they had the money to, to, start to create access to get Overhead internet. costs. And uh, now you can get a computer for 200 bucks used on Marketplace, sign up, make a Google account, put yourself on Google Maps. Yeah. And start getting reviews, you know, for 200 yeah. bucks. And not only that, but, like, you could do things that don't even require you to have any overhead costs. Like, detailing has some overhead costs because you got to buy cleaning supplies but it's and stuff. super cheap. Cheap, <laughs> but still some overhead costs. But you can do things with zero overhead. Like, for example, you can go online, take a course to learn how to do marketing for someone, and then do Collins Knox detailing digital marketing for him, his SEO, yeah, his search engine paid. optimization, yeah. his website. And if you beat someone else's price and do just as good of a job, better. Yeah. then you win. <laughs> so it's like, and there's no overhead cost with that. The only overhead cost that you have is the education. Time. And there's ways to work that too. There's certificates out there that are almost entirely free for you to get into a business that's zero overhead cost. Mm -hmm. well, that's what people don't realize because it's free because of this. Yes, you have to give up the money in the beginning. But once you start your business, it's a write-off. All that education that you use to build up that search engine optimization mm -hmm. education, it's a write-off. I have a, I have a uh, nephew. He's, he's supposed to be my nephew, but he's more like a brother to me. And he got a college degree in mathematics. And now he does SEO work. And it's because he got a certificate <laughs> online. It and he does that. Math and he makes really, really, really good money. Well, I'm sure SEO optimization has a little bit of math in it. Yeah, he makes way more money than what you would oh, think yeah. he makes I by should, doing that SEO. SEO marketing stuff makes a lot of money. And he got hired into a place. He didn't start his own business. But even getting hired into a place with something like that is fucking... That's crazy. And to think that you could start your own business with zero overhead costs with something like that and cut all the middlemen out and just just be a quality person. You know something funny, dude? What? I started not... Or, I mean, I guess I didn't start it by myself, but pretty much. But yeah. the idea and the fundamental basis of the business started with Mason. Yeah. I, I had no money in the business. I used no. his shit. Yeah. For real. I used his stuff, which it wasn't like I was using him. It was stuff he already had. Like, we used his mom's sweeper <laughs> and his... And even when you had to start buying stuff, it was low cost enough to where yeah. there was a good Yeah, but what return. I did was... I made money before I bought stuff. So really, I mean, yes, I had overhead costs, but I didn't have any overhead costs to start it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I might have made 200 bucks 
off two cars, that's cheap. But back when you start, you gotta start cheap and to prove that you have, you know, a good name. Um, so I had two hundred bucks positive and spent a hundred maybe on some rags and a new little sweeper from Walmart, you know, just to get started. So I didn't have to. Have, I mean, and yeah, you don't have to get a loan to start a business unless yeah. it's like machinery or something. Um, the, that detail groove guy that I should always send you videos of. Mm-hmm. He was talking. It was a great example. He said, "Focus on your customers and your revenue stream before you focus on your de- your products and chemicals." Yeah. Because if whatever you're using is getting the same performance and outcome as the other. Or, or whatever you're using, if it's satisfying that customer's needs, what they want to see, you may not then have to what, scale up. What's it matter? Yeah. Like right away. Once you build revenue and you're like, okay, I can spend three thousand a month on tools and chemicals, whatever. Which chemicals kind of once you find a base and they work, you stick with them because why change if it if it works? You create a system. But like say, instead of buying um, the new, uh, or I'm just trying to think. Uh, there's a brand called SPTA on Amazon, and you can buy like a one-inch polisher. They're little, you know, for 150 bucks. Maybe you have to buy that the first month instead of the $600 Rupes one that comes with some pads and stuff, you know, because it may break quicker, but at the time, it gives you leverage mm-hmm. because maybe you scale up 50% in that time you use that, and you, you have plenty of money to buy the next tool, you know, and maybe you can go up to Rupes or Flex to something better, you know? So yeah. I like that, that tactic. Another good thing is that like, when you first start a business usually, that's like a low overhead cost business, the only thing you're selling is your time. Yeah. At the beginning, the main thing you sell is your time. And the reason behind that is because if you have low overhead costs, it doesn't cost you very much, the main thing that you sell is every hour of your time. What do you charge hourly? What do you charge for your own time? And if you're 20 years old and you have a ton of time, why not sell your time? That's your that's the biggest resource that you have at that time. You know, at that Instead point of using in time, it for low leverage opportunities. For example, like drinking. not everyone gets out with a trust fund. So if the only thing you have is your time to sell to people, but you don't have a trust fund of money to buy products with and sell the products to people, then don't sell products. Sell your time. You know, sell a service-based type of thing and sell your time. Mhm. And if you're selling your time, you're selling the resource that you're most abundant in. Because as a 20-year-old person, 18-year-old person, 22, whatever, the most abundant thing you have is time. If you're 55, that's not your most abundant thing anymore. So maybe a different business model would work better for Mm -hmm. you. But if you're 20-some years old and you have a ton of time on your hands, sell it. Sell your time. Because if not, you're not getting shit out of your time. You sit around and absorb yourself into shit that's not worth your time. I think at any age, if you're 20 or 50 and you want to to uh, venture into a new idea, a yeah. new business, I think you should go to part-time, especially at 18 to 20 years old. Yeah. Be part-time to make just enough money to cover overhead and do your business on the side until it can... That's the best way. Yeah, I mean, that's how you did it. And so, yeah, I just say sell your time to anything, though. That doesn't mean selling your time like, oh... I want to start this business, $50 an hour, blah, blah, blah. Sell your time to schooling. If the schooling doesn't give you a ton of debt, a ton of overhead costs at the end, sell your time. Learn shit. Get knowledge from it. Because when you're selling your time, and that that means you're not getting money, but you're getting knowledge. Um, Alex Hormozzi said there was this girl, you, know, you might have heard this. She was working at the bowling alley or something like that for $10 an hour. She could have taken a course that was five hundred dollars, yep, and been making twenty five right when she got done an hour. Okay, well she didn't have the five hundred, but she could have pulled a loan out for mm-hmm. five hundred bucks or a credit card or something, and and the leverage that would have gave her, she would have had that five hundred paid off in a week after she had the, that certificate. Hundred percent. You see what I'm saying? Because forty hours, twenty five dollars an hour, or forty hours, twenty five dollars an hour is almost eight hundred dollars, yeah. right? With after tax, it's a yeah. thousand. I mean, so that's insane. Like so, but that just shows you debt is not always bad. Either. Yeah, if, if you utilize it, if the you right leverage way it too. the right way. Yeah. yeah, and so like, yeah, you just gotta sell your time. When you're young, you sell your time for a lot of things. Whether it's money, knowledge, experience, you have the most abundance in time. So why not give away your time? 
for assets. Mm -hmm. If you give away your time for assets, you can then trade those assets in. And assets, assets aren't necessarily physically tangible things. They're also... Time's an asset. Yeah, uh, time's an asset. So yeah, It's not you know, tangible. Yeah, and not only is time an asset, but knowledge is an asset. Because the more knowledge you have, the more money oh, you can yeah, make. Yeah. You, you should know? invest in yourself before you invest in anything else. If you don't know how to do shit, you're not going to make money on yeah, shit. You got to learn. Yeah, if all you know how to do is shit, nobody's going to pay you for shit. You're just going <laughs> to eat shit. <laughs> nobody's going to pay you for nothing. Yeah. I'll tell you that. Somebody's either going to pay you for your time, for your knowledge, but they won't pay you for nothing. I'm almost positive no one's going to pay you for nothing. No. So, yeah. So that, yeah, and if you need to make 40 bucks to buy something to start your business... You can literally do anything. Then spend 40 Just bucks. go on the internet. Like he said, say, hey, does anyone need anything done? I can rake leaves. I can cut a tree out or down. My or dad has a chainsaw. Doors. Go knock on doors. You know, like, or, you or, don't even need materials. Dude, knock on doors and see if you can sweep people's sidewalk. Knock on doors yeah. and ask if you can trouble you their could, snow. You could, I mean, if you want to take it down to like the bare minimum, you could even use their broom. Yeah. And just be like, yeah, it's more for service than it is for yeah. you know, me bringing my own And trip. they give you 10 bucks. Okay, I got 10 bucks to do that every week. Uh, five weeks, And explain your bucks. situation. Go up to them and be like, I'm broke. I need money to go and do these things for myself. Can you somehow give me something well, to do for you? Most people are going to be like, 90% of people are like, oh, yeah. I'll yeah, help dude. you. I fucking love to. And then sometimes you'll be like, I'll just do it for free. And they'll still give you money or something. Yeah. Or you'll get lunch out of it or I don't know. You know? Yeah. Or, you know, even fucking $5 to do a service is better than $0. Especially now, older people love when kids are, are going, going out and doing shit. Yeah. yeah they like, love it. They like, eat that shit up. I don't see this anywhere, anywhere anymore. Ain't nobody outside anymore. <laughs> it's kind of true, though. It's a weird statistic right now because 90% of the population spends mo the Well, 90% of the population spends close to 90% of their lives right now inside. That's crazy. So that's probably why, that's probably why people Dude, are no so... way I could ever do that. <laughs> you feel so good when you're outside? I feel good when I'm outside too. But, yeah. Huh. That's interesting. Anyways, uh... Well, that ended up being good. That was a good-ass podcast. We didn't really tangent much, so that's good. I mean, we tan... We... It was a tangent, but it was all inside of the related. same thing. Yeah. It was really good, though. That was yeah, really that good. Was good. That was almost like Joe Rogan style, dude. <laughs> yeah. Somebody... <laughs> Somebody tell Spotify about us. Get us a deal, yeah, bro. Yeah, come on. Get us a deal. We're, we're starting this in a, in a guest bedroom right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah on, a, on a Walmart mic. Yeah, dude, on a Walmart mic. Yeah. Did we get these off Amazon or was it Walmart? Yours was Amazon. Mine was Walmart. Really? Yeah. Is this one yours? Yeah. No, it's not, is it? Yeah. Yours has like the metal, the little skinny metal legs on. I gave you mine, didn't I? Or I left it in that tree house? We're just saying all this on the podcast, right? right. Yeah, now, we started in a treehouse. Yeah, we started <laughs> in a treehouse. We're smaller than the guest room. That's our. That was Damn, our first. So we upgraded, so. Yeah, bro. Uh, <laughs> next, we're gonna buy a uh, seventeen thousand square foot building. To yeah. Do it no, dude. When I get a shop, there's gonna hopefully be a room in it. Where the acoustics better. are really good. Yeah. Hoping for. Hopefully, we can do them in there. Yeah, we're both gonna learn how to play the guitar. Yeah. I got. <laughs> I got one in my closet. Now. Yeah, he's got one in his yeah. closet that yeah. we can learn. All right. Well, yeah, that uh, that was a good podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, I don't even know if anyone listens to these, but let us know if you do. Give us some requests. Yeah, well, uh, it's arm day tomorrow, and we'll we'll talk to you on the next one. Yep. See ya.